0: If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host DK and with me as always, thank you so much for OKY Baby Music on Discord submitting this nickname for Lou. Bus Glue Lou. Everybody put your hands together for Bus Glue Lou. Yay. That, That stopped with single person that doesn't sound right if a single person clapping
1: <laughs> i mean it could sound right oh on my context.
0: gosh no we're done we're done, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> i'm cutting this off <laughs> all right thank you so much for tuning in with the show um i have to say you know what i'm happy today are you happy today lou
1: i'm pretty happy yeah good woke up early and got some work done how are you
0: I'm good. It's a happy day. Recently, I've been doing a lot better with my mental health. And I have this huge problem where I don't let myself be happy. And recently, I've been letting myself be happy. So it's been good. I've been spending a lot of time with family, so... Anyway, uh,
1: we're going to move on <laughs> from my life. La- How are you, Lou? Why are you happy, huh? Um, I guess you could say I've... Uh I, you know, I guess you could say back onto the mental health thing, which is a big thing for us in audio, right? Like, we, we tend to forget that we need to take time for ourselves. Um, yesterday and the day before and the day before, I found myself playing video games, which is something I usually don't let myself do because I feel like I'm being lazy. I feel like I need to do more. But I just finished Doom Eternal. And I've just been working on all the, like, unlockables and everything. And it just felt good to really sit on the couch for once and just give myself time off. Like, not, I have to go do this on my day off or I have to go do that. It's just like, no, just take a breather. Have some grapes. Drink some water. Play some video games. So I feel kind of coming, like, I'm coming back refreshed. Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh with... Uh... I think that, like, taking the time, take breaks, coming back refreshed is really important. This is actually a quite, this is not what we were going to talk about today, but I do think no. that um, in today's society, we see too often of people, and I did this too, I do this, I did this, we all do this and have done this, um, kind of glorifying overworking. Yeah. Yeah, same, like, so I think that, it's absolutely important. I, having enough experience now, I think that one of the best advice that we can give you is to, you know, be really passionate, stay focused, put in those hours, get work done. If it needs to get done, get it done. At
1: the same time, um, don't take on projects that you don't honestly feel passionate about. Like I, I see so many of us that uh, think we have to work every single late night in order to make a career in this. But I'll be honest, if your goal is not, like for me, I don't really care about owning a mansion. If I get a mansion, that's amazing. I just want to buy a house and I'll work hard for that house. But that doesn't mean I have to work all night, every night, lose all my weekends for it. Um, And, uh, you know, DK and I have talked about this. I know Bob has touched on it in the past with us, which is, you know, setting boundaries. Like if you feel like you're being overworked and it's things you don't really – enjoy, that's going to drain you a lot faster than just working late nights, you know, so set some boundaries for yourself, you know, enjoy yourself a little more and what you're doing.
0: You know, I think we're too far gone into this topic. We were going to do a different topic about EQ, but we're going to save that for next week. Let's go deeper into this topic because I think this is a very, very important topic that I think is... We're seeing a lot more content be made about it, a lot more progress be made, but I think that there's still a lot more progress to be made. I think this is the unfortunate thing of creative. So, um, typically speaking, patterns of the the pattern of the extrovert, which is most artists, right? So mm-hmm. it's 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 harder to be an artist if you're not an extrovert, or at least. At, acting the role, you know, I'll, the role i'll
1: raise my hand on that one i'm an introvert for sure so,
0: so like uh this is a classic thing like you'll hear someone say an introvert wakes up energized and by the time they go to the bed they're exhausted an extrovert will wake up exhausted and by the time it's time to go to bed they'll be energized right so i think that there's something about like some for some people many people at least 50 percent of people <laughs> on average uh have a hard time going to bed or wanting to go to bed. They feel more productive at night and and all that jazz. So, and that, and this is also tied to creativity as well. Like creativity tends to be uh, a little bit more um, studied to show activity at night. And yep. and uh, unfortunately, you'll see this a lot in the music industry. Um, and then obviously, you'll see a lot of people. For example, Eminem is famous for working nine to five, and that's it. Right, he'll drop the session in the middle of the session if it hits five, and and go spend time with his family. So, which is really, cr- but in the music industry, you'll see a lot of late night stuff. Yeah, you'll see a lot of late night stuff. You'll see a lot of like people overworking. Um, we won't say names, but there are studios around here that underpay and overwork. And
1: oh yeah, by a and, long shot. And,
0: and and the unfair thing about all this is that that's a valid thing. Like people are willing to overwork and be underpaid, and there's a balance here because part of me is saying, if you're trying to make it in this industry, you should be willing to do that. The other part of me is saying that that is extremely unethical and nobody should ever support a business that allows that. Yeah. And, and it's the fact that people are willing to do that, that allows businesses to take advantage of that.
1: Now there is the idea that if you're not in the room, you're not going to get these opportunities. If you're not, down to be part of the sessions when it's prime time this and that, that you won't find these opportunities you know it's funny um not too long ago um i got my first plaque in 10 years um of doing this which sounds like a long time but what's funny is i was in those late night sessions with huge names i won't even say the names but like you know everybody i've worked with i've told you all the stories um None of those sessions gave me a plaque, but yet the session I recorded at 2 in the afternoon got me a plaque. I'm just saying, like, if I I had to say what the ratio was, it's like 1 in 5,000, you know, sessions that got me that award. But it was a daytime one, you know, she was trying to set schedules for herself and all that. She was trying to be more responsible with her time. The opportunity did not require me to be there late at night, and all the late night sessions didn't really amount to much except for a paycheck.
0: Hmm. So uh, there's a thought that we've been throwing around that came from Bob Horn. I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous episode. I, probably I don't did. think so. I know oh. we've
1: mentioned it together, but I don't okay, think on the show. Okay, just off mic. Yeah.
0: Um, so one of the things that Bob mentioned to me in person, Bob Horn, um, he mentioned to me, he said, uh, well, recently he had some, in October he had, you know some health issues, which caused him to have to go. He's pescatarian, and he's he's working out, and he's taking care of his body. He's not drinking soda. He's he's trying to be a lot healthier, because um, he wants to keep working, right? Obviously, and and he said, in the last twenty years of my career, I have been known to be the guy that has been extremely accessible. If someone texts me at three a.m. in the morning, I'm going to go back to the studio and bounce, bounce whatever they need. I am, and and in for a lack. Like, to be honest, like, the most respectfully saying he said, the most respectful way he said, I bent over backwards for 20 years and did whatever people ask whenever people ask for the, because of, basically because of FOMO, because he didn't want to miss any opportunities because he wanted to look good with all of his clients, and, and it did help. But he said, in those 20 years, looking back at the opportunities that I got from it and from doing that, and also now where I have to create boundaries... He says that it has not been worth it to bend over backwards for 20 years. And he's he's got a Grammy, he's got a bunch of different plaques, a bunch of billboards and, and billboard number ones and stuff. So, like, the dude is doing really well. But he says that he wishes, since the beginning of his career, he never, he always had boundaries and he never overworked himself or, like, did something that he didn't want to do. Like, he w- he says that it didn't pay off, which is which is incredible to me because at the same time... I'm trying to think of a time where I bent over backwards for someone and it paid off. And there was a couple really cool sessions that I had because it was late at night. Maybe it's the pattern of the people that are very serious, treat the art very serious, mm-hmm. you know, and and I don't know what it is, but at least off the top of my mind I'm in the same but like recently in the past year I've really heavily created boundaries. And I have increased my income.
1: Yeah, I'd actually had to agree with that because, uh, you know me, since we met, I was very Minutemen-like. Uh, you know, at the drop of a dime, I'd go. Um, now, since we started talking more, I started creating more boundaries, you know, that I stopped doing my late night sessions. Um, I used to do a late night almost every other night when we first opened the studio together. Um, once the engineers started coming in... Um, I still was kind of holding on to some of those sessions, but then I started getting tired. I started feeling really exhausted, and uh, it felt really good to actually start letting some of those sessions go. And ever since I started realizing how good that was for me, I started setting that boundary into place after we started talking more about that. And uh, I've actually noticed people will actually reach out to me more because I've become less available. Though the people that were booking me a lot when I was more available were interested in booking me all the time. It was always at night when nobody was available. Now that they see me more available during the day, they're like, hey, how about I catch you during the day? How about we end the session at 10? How about we end the session at 11? Um, Their version of a late night with me nowadays doesn't go past midnight. Which is amazing. That's
0: my I do not do anything past midnight.
1: Exactly. And it's actually helped me out with my personal life. My, my fiance has uh, noticed that Sundays have just become like our day. Like we'll hang out on Saturdays, but if I have to go to the studio, you know, she'll come with me. And as long as she can come with me, she's cool with it. Um, but Sundays, uh, I had to do a mastery yesterday, and it was not as important as spending time. And just having the day off, you know. There Yeah, um, I think there's this is I'll do uh, it later today. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. This is um this goes into uh, a point that so I um I'm one of the owners of this white glove marketing firm for podcasts in uh based out of Salt Lake City. And the CEO, I'm one of three owners and the CEO who's not me, right? The the CEO was very adamant about this with all of the other you know, owners and the, the employees extremely strong about this because we were a marketing firm and we help with podcasts with these large companies. For example, the United nations was our, was our, one of our clients at one point. And, and, uh, I think, I don't know if they still are, but, uh, they were at one point. And, um, it was, uh, we do a lot of like heavy lifting market people. These companies are putting substantial amount of money into our company, into our services. And when this happened, oftentimes something would go awry, or they think something would go awry, and they would email and call and be really stressed out, like, what's going on? Um, Most of the time, it was their misunderstanding, obviously, because we kind of have a system going. We weren't weren't bad at what we did, to say the least. Um, The CEO, every meeting, every time, continued to reinforce, if a client calls you or emails you after hours during the week or on a weekend you are not allowed to respond or call them back. You are not allowed to. Um, and he made it very clear that the things that these clients claim as emergency are not emergencies if you give them 24 hours. Like they're not so much of an emergency that anybody has to come back to the office to get it done. Yeah. And we never lost a client over that. Over the fact that we couldn't, like, if they had an issue with Friday night, like, sucks. Come back Monday morning. And this this proves our point where, like, you've called the DMV before or the post office or yeah, something absolutely. where they're not open on the weekends. And you're like, oh, crap, that's right. It's Friday evening and they're not going to be open for the next few days. You
1: don't really fuss about it because you already know Maybe that. for, like,
0: 30 seconds. You're like, oh, that's so annoying. And then yeah. you call Monday morning.
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is, you say it's so annoying. Like, I got I to gotta update my passport. It expired. The most annoying part about it is that I have to go to the post office with an appointment. The most amazing thing of it is that, unlike the DMV, that appointment will not require me to sit there for two, three hours just waiting for a ticket. Now, that's annoying. So I really don't mind the weekends off as long as I can actually say, hey, can I set an appointment? Which is why I really like Bob's method of setting uh, scheduled mixes. Yeah. Like, instead of having just a deadline, he's like, we're going to mix it on this day. This is when I can take care of it. Does yeah. that work for you?
0: He he, kind of like, he says he does the one mix a day type thing. And I did that. Yeah. I do that a little bit as well. Um, like a combination to do this. So I think the one thing that I I want to recognize, and I think we're failing to, we're neglecting a little bit here, is okay. is the idea that this idea of taking breaks and pick, being picky and setting up boundaries, some people that are listening right now might say that it doesn't really... You know, work for their world because they're open. Some people are open all day and are struggling to find clients. Whoa! Well, and and, y- and it is true that, that what we're talking about is coming from the perspective of constantly busy professionals, right? I so, see that. Yeah. So, in the sense, I still think that it's important for non-professionals, for hobbyists, or trying to be professionals, to set up boundaries from the beginning because you're going to eventually, if you keep working at it, you're eventually going to find clients anyway. But, um, as uh, Jordan Peters says, Peterson says in his book, you never want to raise a child, or in this case, your company, right? You never want to cha- raise a child that you end up hating. Yeah. So if you, from the beginning, are accepting clients that you do not like, and you build this business, you get more and more clients, and this word of mouth spreads, and all of a sudden you're making a lot but more money. But it's word
1: of mouth from the clients you don't like, which is bringing, bringing more clients that, that you, you don't, don't like.
0: like. So exactly, like if you really like country music, and you keep work saying yes to hip-hop artists because you need the money, it might be good as a Band-Aid, a temporary Band-Aid. Yeah. That's not going to be good for your mental health If long you're trying term.
1: to market yourself as a country producer and all you're recording is trap music, what marketing material do you have that's actually going to build leverage in the future anyways? Yeah, so... Like, you have a paycheck to show. You show that you have this, but maybe you could work with Nelly?
0: Yeah, it's like the This this boundaries thing is very important for From progression all levels.
1: But all I levels. I I totally get where the confusion may exist where the idea of setting boundaries even early on may cause uh an issue with growing as a business, but I don't see it that way necessarily cuz um let's say we were just saying this like if you're trying to do country, right? Um, Starting out, one of my biggest issues was that I wanted to work on R&B and things of that nature. So when rappers would hit me up, I didn't really have rap references and it didn't really bother me that I didn't have rap references because I didn't really want to work on rap as much as I wanted to work on R&B. But when R&B artists hit me up, I had a catalog of R&B that I had available. So if you're trying to go down country, but you're accepting every single gig, you're taking every late night but you know that like I'll be honest like I know a lot more country for cats that record in the late morning night for hip hop artists. Yeah. Um but I know more country artists that like to work in the morning afternoon. You know, I know some that won't work past 8. Yeah. Um I'm not saying that about all of them but
0: I put my usually, kids to bed at 7.
1: Yeah, exactly. Night. So it's like, you know, realistically speaking like I actually really appreciate my daytime clients. And if you're trying to have daytime clients, if you're trying to work with the genre that primarily works throughout the day, taking on the late night sessions is going to make you groggy, foggy headed, uh, unprepared, no matter how much you prepare the next night because you didn't get a good night's sleep. If anything, did you get any sleep? Because I'll be honest, I've taken on sessions I didn't want to be a part of that were 13, 14, 15, 16 hours long and regretted it right after. Like, And I've always told people, I don't really care about how much I make necessarily. I just don't want to regret the money.
0: Let's So let's talk about sleep in a second because I think that that's a very important last topic to touch up on. Um, but real briefly, I wanted to kind of go back into the balance of setting up boundaries and being willing to say no and um, the Taking balance of being willing to do what you can, right? Being yeah. willing to do anything. And I think that this is a he- heavy balance here. The one thing that I want to be absolutely clear on is, as we already discussed, if you're doing things that make you unhappy from the beginning, it's not going to make you happier later. So saying no to cl- – and, and the biggest thing that I think people have an issue is especially when – okay, I'm going to – like let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. If you're hungry for money, you're broke, you have reason to do – and this is, a, this is actually a good reason why it's good to have a day job or a part-time job that supports your rent. Cause if you have a sufficient way to make money outside of music, then you have a lot more bravery. You're able to take on you're you're able to be a lot more choosy with who you work with. This is one of the great facts. Where if you're hungry and you're hungry for money and you're like, I'm willing to do anything, you're gonna constantly find yourself in a vicious cycle of being willing to take on products you don't want to for the sake of money. And in my experience, if you do anything, even outside of music for money. And not for any other worthwhile because I like to do it or because I can create jobs or because I can blah, blah, blah. For anything outside of money. If you do not have a reason, it will not make you happy. It will make you miserable.
1: And then you will drop out of what you originally sought out to do only because you didn't set boundaries.
0: Yeah, so I think that like it's, this is, it's important to say that you should set boundaries and you should take on what you can. But you cannot have FOMO. Like, you cannot have the fear of missing out. You have to be willing to be okay with some, you saying no to someone. Or someone saying no to you. You must be okay with someone on Facebook in a group saying, Yo, like, they recommend another studio over yours. They didn't talk bad on your studio, but they just said, Hey, you got hip-hop stuff, you should go to this studio. They're the best in the area. You see that, you cannot get jealous. Like, Absolutely. You like you have to be open-minded and realize that you're looking for clients that are probably going to come to you. You're not trying to convert clients. Uh, we were talking about this with marketing today yeah. like, or the, not, not today. Maybe it was, last it was week. the other day. Yeah. It was the other yeah. day where like marketing, uh, marketing. So someone, um, the, the marketing guy at that podcast company, that marketing company, he's one of the marketing guys, the specialists. He said, uh, he said to me like marketing is the art of competing, not on price. Yep. So instead of like continuing to like go down on price, but to give them more value. And you talk about this too, giving them so much value that you can give them something that costs us less, but charge Mm -hmm. them more. Right. So that's what marketing is. And kind of like Louis Vuitton, it doesn't cost them that much more to make the same fabric. What was
1: that, uh, that Gap Yeezy uh, sweater that recently came out? Yeah, the
0: Gap Yeezy sweater. So.
1: Realistically, that is perceived value right there. The what are people willing to pay to well, have his one of those sweaters? Are
0: also like super heavy. His sweaters are like solid, 20 they're pretty
1: pounds. stupid, in my opinion. I I'll be couple, honest, one, like 90 bucks one. for a sweater, okay, I get it, my but $1,500.
0: Oh, it was fifteen hundred. It's a now sweater?
1: selling for fifteen hundred oh, dollars now. online. Okay, post. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. See, Resale. I would pay ninety bucks for a sweater, but it looks like a plain sweater. I can go to the local. But it's a t-
0: heavy sweater. Anyway, whatever it the matter. weight it is, it I'm a fat go. guy,
1: so I get <laughs> I get heavy and and a warm comforting really sweater. fast. I liked
0: I like easy sweaters actually, but uh, on but a that's load.
1: the perceived value thing. Like if you were to build up the value, like Kanye did behind his name and his brand and everything. People are willing to pay the $1,500 while people like me who don't really see the valley in it are not really paying for it so if you're trying to do country all day long and they don't see value in you because they are looking for hip-hop that's not an issue that is not your client that is not who you're trying to market to
0: so backing track to like the mental health if this if this was an episode about business then i would say you have to pay super strong attention to the marketplace and see what people are charging in your area for what kind of work and you have to relatively compete but because this is the mental health episode i'm i'm I would also say it's very important to rationalize. You can charge whatever the heck you want, regardless of what's around you. Um, you and, uh, and it is more important to maintain your mental health. For example, uh, if, it, if you are not willing to, able to take on projects for, let's say, a couple hundred bucks. Like, if you had a couple hundred bucks, you'd be happy, even if they asked for a hundred revisions, you'd be like, okay, it's worth it because they paid me a decent amount, Maybe not a couple hundred, you know, but like, you know, they're, they're regular high maintenance kind of clientele. Mm-hmm. Did you charge enough? Cause at the end of the day, that's, what's important. I think.
1: Are you going to regret the money or are you satisfied?
0: Exactly. So I think it's better to lose clients that are not willing to pay a price. And here's one better. You know what I've recently started been doing? And I think a lot of people can do this too, is to kind of take the managerial route. And if there, I have a lot of people that hit me up and ask for quotes that can't quite afford me. Right. Um, and they can't quite afford my price. So I say, Hey, I have assistants and interns that work for me that are willing to work with your budget. And then I take a twenty percent cut for what I charge them. That's so what I invoice doing, yeah. them. I invoice them and I collect the money from them. And then once I once they send me the money, then I assign it to one of the one of my assistants, one of the interns. And so um, that's a way that I could put money into the interns pockets, the assistants' pockets, as well as like I still am the one that was the one-stop shop. I personally wasn't able to do it, but I was able to provide value and I made some money from passively oh, without yeah. doing the work. So there's ways around it, right? Um, the last thing that I want to talk about real briefly is sleep and the importance of sleep. Um, Lou, yep. you you are actually a little bit more control of your emotions than most other people, but you've seen me many nights where I am very low on sleep.
1: And what oh, do yeah. I become? Uh, easily agitated and it easily... Uh I want to say distracted, but you could be like DK. DK
0: <laughs>
1: DK, huh? There's You, you good? <laughs> What's going on? What are we talking about? I'm this a lot like... more
0: angry when I'm very tired.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. so that's why I like you either get agitated or distracted.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I I don't think we need to say much about the importance of sleep because everybody knows it. I think the one thing that I want to say is that. It takes discipline to put down your phone, to stop working, to not look at your emails, to not respond to clients, and to go to bed. Oh, yeah. Um, this is an interesting thing. Uh, um, in his clinical... This is, this is... I had a whole Jordan Peterson phase, mostly for psycho- psychology stuff. In fact, not at all for his political stuff. So I'm on the psychology- Jordan
1: Peel phase.
0: J- Jordan Peel. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordan Peterson said, um... That in his clinical studies, he's seen two things specifically that have helped people come out of depression. Two things specifically. One is eating a protein and carb-rich breakfast. Bacon and eggs, like a protein, or sorry, protein and fat. So bacon and eggs is a really good way. Hard-boiled eggs, something that is very heavy in protein in the breakfast. Because you've been fasting all night and your body needs to recuperate, right? So the second thing is, this is interesting Waking up at the same time every morning, so, and, and he said he may, he says something about you know at an appropriate time when everybody else wakes up, so sometime between six and nine, you know I think he said seven thirty eight thirty is like appropriate times. It doesn't have to be super early, but waking up at the same time every day, your body finds a lot more comfort, and your mind finds comfort in the the in morning routines and waking up at the same time every day. Um, so he didn't say sleep actually. That was not one of the top two.
1: Just waking up at but the time. But he
0: did time. say, when he talked about waking up in the morning every day, he said that the importance of having the discipline to put your phone down and going to bed. You don't want to ever, he said, the worst thing that you can do is adjust your wake-up time for late nights. It is better to adjust what time you go to bed. Substantially better. And this actually can like help people come out of depression. Uh, it to Instead of moving what time you wake up in the morning, move what time you go to bed and having mm. the discipline to do so. And and there, unfortunately, in my experience, sleep is a discipline thing, especially when everything in the world is trying to distract us. Everything in the world is trying to distract us.
1: Oh my God, me and social media, I am so glad Instagram doesn't work today.
0: Yeah, today's the day where Facebook and Instagram is dead and, and it's great. You know what I do a lot and I recommend this for everybody As cocaine? Is, is reading, like reading at night. Not you cocaine. Put the screen down. I put on jazz in my ear earpods, like some boring jazz. So, Or like I know like <laughs> barnarl beats or like be, lo-fi beats or like be baroque jazz. music. It has to be boring music without vocals. So this is actually another study, a psychological study. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a test, and the way that they did the test is there was like flashing pictures or numbers or shapes or something like that, and they asked participants to sit there for an hour and tap the button that it correlates. And, and you know how when you read a line lines in a book and then your eyes are moving, but your brain just stops reading and then you have to go back. Yeah. So it's, they were testing that, but through this machine. So if you missed it, if you were watching the screen, but you totally zoned out and you just didn't hit the button, you didn't recognize, cause this is an hour long boring ass test, right? Um, they found that you miss a lot more when you're not listening to music. And when you listen to Baroque music with simple, like mellow jazz, With lo fi, binaural, these like simple things that are not distracting. It can't be too enticing. The music cannot be too uh, uh, engaging. It cannot have singing. But if it's pretty bland, normal background music, you are much less likely to skip and you're much more likely to stay focused for longer periods of time, which is really interesting. So I turn on jazz. I turn on, there's a Spotify playlist called Jazz for Study and i put that on i read i read a book so there's no blue light coming into me i have a night light which is yellow light and i put it on a really low setting just enough where I, it doesn't strain my eyes to read and i read on paper and then i read Until I'm ready to go to bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, to be honest, depending on what you're... If you read the Old Testament, that is in 30 seconds. You are out in 30 seconds. (laughs) That is the
1: ultimate melatonin. (laughs) The Old Testament. Oh my gosh. That'll put you to bed. So what I've done, and this is not a shot at Pokemon or their games or anything, but there's a game called Pokemon Masters EX on iPhone and Android or whatever. Um, But it's like a turn-based game. Mm -hmm. just like pokemon is turn-based games are really boring if you're (laughs) not really that into it and i've played that game so much that like i'm kind of in a stage uh, where like i just get done what i need to get done and then i'm out so when i play it at night it puts me to sleep and it's the weirdest thing ever because usually screens don't put me to sleep video games don't put me to sleep tv doesn't put me to sleep it keeps me up this game is so boring it puts me to sleep and uh, I wonder if that's my jazz.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And, uh, so I will, I will say that I officially cannot endorse looking at screams, but, um, but that being said, like do whatever it can to, if that's what it takes, if you have the habit of doing that, if that's what it takes to get to bed, do it, whatever it is, go to bed. And, uh, uh, the last thing is, this is coming from, um, one of my friends therapist who said this to my friend. And I think many musicians and many people listening to this podcast will be struggling with this is they keep, they, they have some sort of insomnia or they have a hard time, like not being able to let go of screens. They just keep staying up late, late. Next thing you know, you're waking up at three in the morning every day, three in the afternoon, every day you're now waking Mm -hmm. up at three in the afternoon. Your sleep schedule is effed, you know, you, and it's to the point now where you're unhappy. It's making you depressed because it's so unregulated. Um, This is coming from one of my friends, therapists. therapist. The therapist recommended him uh, to skip a day. Just skip. So if you wake up at 3 or 6 in the afternoon or in the evening, don't go to bed at night. Don't even try. Then skip the day and go to bed at like 9 p.m. So be exhausted at 9 p.m. and then wake up.
1: So what's worked for me, because I hear out the exhaustion factor in that. So if anybody here listening is overweight like I am, it's a good idea for you to probably just go to the gym for a little bit. And I kid you not, when I was going to the gym every day uh, in the evening, because Anna goes at like 8 o'clock, comes from around like 10 we o'clock, and she's ready. Yeah, I still have that 24 hours pass. Dude, I love it because it actually puts me to sleep. Like a little bit of exercise – goes a long way because your body is so exhausted that it doesn't matter if you're looking at a screen or not. your body wants to calm down and go to sleep.
0: Some of the best so it some helps of the best sleep. a lot. Some of the best sleep I get is uh, Wednesday night after basketball.
1: Nice. That's yeah. like,
0: I sweaty, but get right Like there, your body's scary. just like, okay, I'm done being or Sundays after the beach, after you've been playing at the beach, all oh, day. Yeah. oh my, that's amazing. Yeah, um, which is great, because yeah. we live in California, and I can say that that's a casual activity. That, like, going <laughs> to the beach as a casual activity is not that's normal. That's not a Utah or Chicago <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Actually, all right, all right, hypothetically speaking, what would be a, a quick casual, almost equivalent for Utah and Chicago? And Skateboarding go on a hike, for Chicago? Going to hike? Go on a hike? Gotcha. In, in Utah? Utah's go got a hike. really, really good hiking locations. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: There's hiking spots everywhere. In Chicago, what would it be? Going a bike ride? I don't know. Coffee uh, the, shop. Coffee shop. Walk to the coffee <laughs> shop. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I think that that's important too. The most important thing, the the most important take out of all this, is that. Um, there are some blanket statements and these general guidances that people have given um, that are studied, that are learned, that have been studying this thing. This is not out of our mouths and our own personal experience. This is actually psychological data. There's data to back up this stuff, evidence to back it up. Um, but that being said, everybody's body and minds are totally different. Oh, yeah. Um I am not the serial killer that this other dude was.
1: (laughs) Wait, what dude? just kidding. Holy, whoa. (laughs) No, I mean, like,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, some people's minds are very different, you know? And some people's bodies are equally very different, right? And for some people, my sister doesn't like milk chocolate, and she only likes white chocolate, which is disturbing to me, okay? That is like... I was raised by humans and she was not like, <laughs> 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 like if that, <laughs> uh, uh, so she's a serial killer. Anyway, just, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But, um, she I hope you're listening like uh, people are, humans are different. Some people are lactose intolerant. Some people are not. Some people have diabetes and some people don't like whatever. Some People just
1: get a little farty.
0: Yeah. Some people like whatever <laughs> it is. Right. So what you need to do with your sleep, how much sleep you get is a lifelong experiment. You need to figure out what works for you. Test Overall. it out. Wake up at different times during the day. Go to bed for different amounts consistently. Try it out. Focus and, and make a study out of your sleep so you can figure out what's the best for you. And I personally have found, like you said, if I exercise, I can sleep less and be much more awake. Usually it's meant to be the opposite. Like yeah. I'm not trying to sleep less, but even if I do, you I feel can like stay you got quality more rest. I don't need caffeine. I've noticed that if I take too much caffeine, if I take caffeine for more than two or three days in a row, it really F's up my alertness during the day. So if I take it once, it's great. I'm really focused. But if I take it every day, it makes me miserable. Like it makes it harder to focus. I can become addicted to the caffeine. I can't do it. Um, There's there's many things that I figured out within my own body, right? Um, I have to sleep a minimum of seven to eight hours. I cannot do anything less. Uh, Like... Or else it really starts to affect the people around me it makes people around me less happy because I'm agitated and I get less work done I've also noticed that I really only have three to four hours of creative energy in a day like truly like the yeah. essence of my creative energy is only three to four hours um, things like this, Like it is important for anybody listening right now for your mental health to pay attention to your body um,
1: pay attention to your needs <laughs> like set the boundaries that you need to set so that you can actually you know one, flourish in the in the industry that you're in, whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be music. But without these things, like without actually giving yourself time to sleep, without giving yourself time to rest on days off, uh, without giving yourself a cutoff at what point your clients are able to reach out to you, you're going to become exhausted. You're going to have those days where me and DK, like we said, today we're happy. We're coming back. We're energized But this doesn't really happen without setting boundaries. I could have probably worked a 12-hour last night uh, just because it's like, oh, somebody called me. I have to go. But you know what? Sunday's my day off. I didn't feel like mastering that song because I need to give myself some time. And with that, I come back refreshed and happy. We want you to be happy doing what you do.
0: Absolutely. And I think think Jordan Peterson is fresh on my mind because I just barely finished his book, 12 Rules for Life. Um, An antidote for chaos. It was a really good book. It just took me forever. It, was, it took me like a solid like two to three months just to finish it. Granted, I was reading other books during it too, but it was a pretty heavy book. And uh, uh, the one of the there's a lot of really thrilling and cool concepts. And one of them was talking about this study that was done that uh, shows that when given prescribed medication for their dog versus when someone is prescribed medication by a doctor for them, humans are naturally like substantially are likely to follow up and give prescribed dosages to their dog yeah. than to themselves.
1: As a previous dog owner, I can attest to that so hundred percent. Humans
0: are naturally more like have a hard time evaluating like, uh, perceiving value and taking care of themselves. Yeah. They see this is a human predicament, right? They see the problems and troubles and it's so easy to think and fix in somebody else, but they have a hard time seeing it in themselves. Um, so don't be that person. It is absolutely important to pay attention to your body. And just like you take care, I know you're sitting right here, Kevin, and you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling a lot because you care more about other people than you do for yourself or you, you, Sarah, or for you, John, or whoever a random person is listening
1: to this. I love you, random person listening to this.
0: Yeah. And, and you care too much about other people. You're sacrificing. Sometimes you sacrifice a little bit too much at the expense of your own happiness. And I'm here to tell you right now, although that is good, but you cannot make other people's happy if you're not happy yourself and you need to take care of yourself. You need to, whatever the prescription is that you've given yourself or that the doctor has given you, you have to take care of yourself. Even though it's tempting and easier to take care of someone else, you must take care of yourself. And and I think that's a good place to end it. I think so. Really quickly, we want to bring up our, our sponsor for the podcast. We really, really love them. And we're really proud to be working with them. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show, Isotope. Isotope is mixing, mastering, production, dialogue editing, all that software for audio and and audio tools. And they are absolutely amazing. Love them. Lou and I use them for every mix and master. Lou has been doing a lot of oh, mastering yeah. recently and is kind of transitioning into a mastering engineer. Um, and Isotope has been amazing for both of us. So, if you would like ten percent off of your next Isotope purchase or a free trial to their monthly bundle subscriptions, which is all of their plugins, which is what I have, right? I think we both have that actually. Oh yeah. Um, It is isotope.com backslash MM podcast. One more time, that's isotope.com backslash MM podcast to claim that. So on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. Are so many amazing free plugins available for download right now to help you with your production and mixing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash plugins to download and get access to a bunch of free and premium plugins on Plugin Boutique. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show.